0: Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.
1: Behind home plate, we bringing it to a them all, all day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we
0: at, you know. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, so welcome to Birdland. Birdland, now, here come the boys from Section 336.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the uh, the the big <laughs> lump that I just can't get rid of that we're just stuck with. The
1: butler, Jaroslava. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad you're stuck with me. I'm over here with these cramps and just have a whole bunch of cramps going on today. I t- I tell you, we got some big lumps. We got some
2: cramps. We got a lot of stuff to talk about here in Birdland. Yeah.
1: It, it's been a. Uh... Besides yeah, you were talking about the Davis interview that which we can discuss from last week and uh but I mean and then we got yesterday's Ravens game, which outside of playoff games, might have been the greatest Raven game we've ever watched.
2: Yeah, that game was uh insane. I don't have a very good memory. People start pulling out these I remember nineteen ninety four and this but but I but for, for I don't remember the last time just a freaking roller coaster of emotions ride. Um, I mean, a couple people made the comparison to the High miracle. I um, know, um, but
1: I've got but, one. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The Super Bowl with the lights going out and then making the big comeback. And yeah, that's the only thing that I can even get close to this. But, but that the, wasn't. But uh, the, yeah. But it doesn't. It's just the weird. It's nothing like the emotion of seeing Lamar come out of nowhere back off the toilet, straight to the field. Yeah. But it it did have that same,
2: I think it's a good example because the weirdness of it, right? There's also a weird factor. And with the Ravens, there's this weird factor. And then you had like our secondary, no one was left defensively, like left to play. It was just crazy.
1: Well, that's kind of been the Ravens season has been really marred by injuries. So the fact that. The fact that McSorley is now on the IR after RG three is on the IR, um, is just. They it said, sounds well, right was for this up. season. Yeah, I heard Steve was warming up. I heard Sam Cook was also warming up he's, he's as they tried the to figure box. it out.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, it reminds me of the Super Bowl because just like that Super Bowl, we had the game in control, we had a big lead, and up then by something
2: two touchdowns. Yeah, right,
1: and then something bizarre happens. In the Super yeah. Bowl, the lights went out. In this game, Lamar had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And. Uh, well, he said no. He,
2: he's adamant. <laughs> he's that he's it was adamant not, against he's it. a Paul Pierce situation. Yeah. He's adamant that it was just cramps. Uh-huh. But have you watched that video of him running back to the locker room? And he, he's, there's he's someone pinching. in the way, he shoves him out of the way. <laughs> he, you don't he, shove someone out of the way no. like that he, unless you're trying to be tackled by someone and you're, and you're stiff-arming or uh, if you run to the bathroom. Those yeah. are the only two situations where you
1: stiff-arm someone like that. He needs, he needs to just accept it, put it on a t-shirt, make a t-shirt of him on the, on the toilet with John Harbaugh banging on the door to get him out there and make some money off it because he took the Browns to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean he, it was appropriate that if this was all done against the Browns, um, and, and and this is adds to the Lamar Jackson legend status, yeah. so
1: I'm all it, about it. Well, and even that, even more, it totally adds to the Lamar Jackson because what we always knock against Lamar is we haven't seen him come back in a big game, lead a game-winning drive in a big game, and he totally did that yesterday. Like that yeah. that's, might be the greatest game of his career as far as not an individual performance, but lead in a team.
2: Yeah. I mean, even the individual performance is great and people want to, want to say, well, he didn't yeah. throw for 300 yards and all this, but like, that's because we so want to compare him to other people. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he is not like other people. And so his, his great game is not going to look the same as a as a Pat Mahomes great game they're just not going to look the same but they can be equally as great
1: oh totally and I mean he ran the what makes Lamar awesome and what makes Lamar fun to watch is his feet and his legs and his ability to run and juke and just and he showed that off yesterday he showed it off last week it's how we won these two big games yeah, well, I, I guess last week wasn't a big game, but it's how we won. I mean, that how we won run, the MVP last year, yeah. Yeah, that run in yesterday's game where the two defenders are closing in on him and he bends over and jukes between them, yeah. yeah, no one else can do that in the NFL but Lamar.
2: Yeah, it's true. The only thing that could stop Lamar yesterday was the turf. You know, he ran for yes. all those yards, and he, there was a turf monster who was getting him all over the
1: place in the first half. Yeah, and Turf Monster was getting everyone on the Ravens. Browns seemed to have no problem. Yeah, Ravens conspiracy. were falling all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and the, what's, neat, what's really neat about this Ravens team is that they are one big team. Like the offense and defense cheer on each other. Where we're so used to the offense and defense kind of despising each other in Baltimore and, and kind of winning despite each other, this is one unit and one team. And you're seeing the, them... All work together and learn from each other. The Humphrey got, caused three fumbles yesterday. Now the Ravens didn't turn any, get any of those over. But what he is doing, you're now seeing all the defenders run and punch. On the offensive side, I've never seen Gus Edwards move and juke like he did yesterday. He ran like he's been learning from Lamar. This team is one team, and that's a pretty special thing. And as much as I've been saying, this team is not very good. This team is gelling at the right time. And a game like yesterday, you can build so much momentum off of moving forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, fruit punch is one of my all time. He's, he's, he's coming. He's becoming one of my all time favorite Ravens just the way he's playing. And he's just great on Twitter, but the, but you're right. We rarely have seen it just as a Raven fan throughout the years, the offense pick up the defense when the defense struggles. We're used to the defense picking up the offense. Right. But last night was a complete offense picking up the defense type situation, which we haven't seen a lot of here in Baltimore, I, as that was
1: pretty cool to see. I haven't looked up the stats, but I cannot remember a time where the defense has given up 42 points and the Ravens won. Oh, uh, zero. I don't know it's if gotta it's gotta ever happened. It's got to be, be. At least in, yeah. It's gotta be it zero. never happened, uh, it's been a while, if it has ever happened. That was a unique score last night, the first time ever. <laughs> and how great was the safety at the end to cover and win us some money on my bookie?
2: Yeah, now I would have pushed because I bought it at three, but you I got bought it at three it, and a half. I bought at three also.
1: Okay, okay. So I was a push. Yeah. But, but still, I know lots of people jumped in at three and a half, yeah. and that was uh, hilarious. <laughs> I, jumped, I
2: jumped in even, even bigger at plus one. I'm a big fan of that now. Where, if I think the better team is out there and the other team scores in the opening drive, like that's what The Browns scored the opening drive and then it went to plus one Ravens.
1: Oh, did you jump in then?
2: That's when I jumped in. Yeah, yeah. So I I would have won either because you got to, yeah, that's what I've been doing a lot of lately is uh, try and take advantage of that. But but yeah, it was, it was, that was an insane um, cover. Um, at the end,
1: (laughs) it was just, just,
2: it was just, and it almost like fit the mood of that game because it was just an insane game.
1: Well, and there was no reason for the safety. All they had to do was throw the ball out of bounds or throw it somewhere. There was no reason to give up two points there. Well, yeah, it was like, well, one of our
2: guys like batted the ball, the lateral and forced it into the end
1: zone. Yeah, Yeah. How nervous were you when that lateral went a little longer than comfort, a little longer than normal? And knowing how weird this game was, I was definitely like, oh, crap, they're going to turn this around. They're going to do this.
2: Not only like that, but I don't know if you saw it, on Saturday at a college football game, there was almost the same exact incident where a team was down by three, did the lateral, and then they thought it fumbled and they thought the guy was down. So the whole other team ran out into the field while, the, while the, a guy picked, it back, picked the ball back up and ran it for a touchdown, and the, the, the team won. So that was also kind of fresh in my mind, that insane college football ending. Right. Uh, So... Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was free. And then like, i never do this, but I stayed up and watched SportsCenter, watched all the interviews. Oh yeah, yeah. I never yeah, did me that, too. There's no going to sleep uh, after, after watching that game. Right.
1: So you went on Facebook to watch all the player interviews?
2: Yeah. I Went to Twitter, watched the play, yeah. player interviews. Yeah.
1: I, that's I, exactly. I did. Scott
2: Van Pelt, watched
1: him break it down, all that stuff. I did the exact same thing and fell asleep, ended up falling asleep with uh, Sports Center on because of it. Because I had to see Lamar talk after that game. Oh yeah, and then oh, yeah. and then you had to just see everyone else talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was a whole lot of fun, and I as much as I've, I was felt confident the Ravens were going to win that game, and if Lamar did not run to the locker room, that game was over. The Ravens yeah. dominated that game.
2: I mean, I would argue if the play calling was a little bit better, that
1: we would have the game in hand easily, or or the refs. There were Early in that game, there were some horrible calls by the refs.
2: There was that drive where it was the, the, the roughing the passer call on Judah, Which, which was made a no hit. sense. And then I think it was Jimmy Smith got called for the pass interference, but yeah, when no he went, pass interference. When he went for the ball, yeah. Yeah, so there was – and that was like on back-to-back plays or something. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, if any of those fumbles – there was a bunch of fumbles that the Browns all kind of fell on. If any yeah,
1: three – Yep. Okay. I mean, I Three thought. Three fumbles that all kind of bounced the right way for him.
2: Baker Mayfield played better than I thought, um, but he just kept on picking on that poor Harris kid. Yeah. But, and, 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 and he took advantage of, like, I thought they were well coached because he took advantage of some running back versus linebacker situations with the Korean Yeah.
1: They're a better Browns team than uh, we're used to. Yep. Here in Baltimore. That's, that's in Baltimore. Yeah. And I
2: always just assume we're going to win by 40 points. So that, that surprised yeah. me a little bit, but that was. I mean, I could I could do that, a wild card game. I could get a... The Browns are, can we are make a better team.
1: They, I think there's a good chance because the Browns are a better team than the Steelers. I think the Browns end up winning the division. And is
2: that who would, would the? I guess there's a lot of questions on how the, on how the seeding yeah. would work.
1: Oh, yeah. We're way too far out to figure out the seeding. Yeah. Because, I mean...
2: The Chiefs if, are you, the uh, one seed, but outside of that, it's, it's a...
1: Right, Chiefs Last and then uh, the, the Packers; those two teams are locked in. But I don't think any other seats are locked in yet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean the Ravens. Even the Ravens' season is going to change because they've got now that they got past the Browns. What do they got? They got the Jaguars. Yeah, it's with got Minshew. A joke. They got the Giants, and they've got uh the Giants the Bengals, are right? they were better, maybe a little
2: better than we thought, but but. Still, they're not a great football team, and then then the Bengals
1: are a joke. So, right. So, I mean, that that's going to get the Ravens. That should get the Ravens three more wins and put the Ravens at eleven and five. Yes. Which is pretty crazy. The strength of the AFC North because the Steelers already have eleven wins. The Browns have nine wins. They're probably going to get to eleven also. The Steelers are going to probably surpass eleven. They'll probably get twelve or thirteen.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could argue. Like maybe I mean the, the Chiefs are the best team in football,
1: right? They got twelve wins.
2: And then I'm I don't know depending on how how much of a believer you are in Josh Allen
1: and the Bills, know um, right. They've got ten right now, yeah, but, but they look great.
2: The next three best teams you could stay on are in the are in our division outside of the, those two teams,
1: right? Uh, yeah, Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. Yeah, yes, Back I'm not a believer in the in the Steelers. I think their schedule kind of balanced out well for them, but yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, eleven. You would. I'm going to assume that we win the next three. We're eleven and five. We get into the playoffs. Yeah. But when you got that's, the Browns right. good, and you've got the Dolphins playing well, and you got the Colts playing well, and the Titans playing well.
2: Oh, yeah, Titans too. I didn't mean to sleep on the Titans. Yeah. Even like the Raiders. Term.
1: Yeah. The Raiders
2: they've have been a chance. Struggling lately, but yeah. So hopefully, eleven wins is enough. Yeah, it is. I mean, the AFC seems to be the, the superior division this year right. or conference this year, and there are 100%. there are a lot of bad,
1: there's some bad teams like
2: the Bengals and the Jets, and then there's a lot of really good teams.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. Then on the other side, right down the street, you got the Redskins in first place or the Washington Football Team in first place at six and seven.
2: Yeah, it's been a, a great story. Um, I haven't seen the latest update. Is Alex Smith? I know he went out of last he, game. Is he done? He's projected is... to play. Oh, he is. Okay, that's yeah. a great story. Good for him.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. So we jumped into sports really fast there.
2: I know. I wanted to get into you know what I'm, I'm into now, Josh. What are you into? You ever get into this? And this is like the least, the last thing I thought I'd ever get into, but I'm super into it now. Like personality types.
1: Oh, enneagrams. Enneagram. The, the enneagram. I'm a All type right. nine. What are you, Josh? Have you done I, enneagram? I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Oh, I'm super into it. Hold on, did you do a real Enneagram or an app? I read a book Okay And now now I'm listening to podcasts Alright, alright Is Enneagrams a Christian thing?
2: The book I I read was a Christian book And the podcast I'm listening to is a Christian podcast Alright, I think
1: Enneagrams Is just a Christian thing I think oh, it's a, like the uh, five love language type. I think it's the, the new version of the five love languages. But the personality
2: types aren't tied to Christian
1: things. I, I know it's not. But I yeah. don't hear anyone talk about Enneagrams except for in church and church oh, really? people. And, like, I hear pastors and people who work at churches talk about Enneagrams. Yeah, I heard it from Emily's family. He's all into it. Uh, yeah. And you're a nine? What's, a, a what's the main – are you a nine, lean in three or something? Well, that, see, I don't know what my wing
2: is yet. I'm still searching for my wing. <laughs> see, there's an app that's supposed to tell you this, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I took the – I took a couple – this is like a while ago, like maybe a year ago. I took a couple websites, things, and um, I got conflicted results. So I was like, I don't buy any of the nonsense. And then I, I got the book, where Bethany loaned me the book. So I, I read the book about it, and like the nine just spoke to me. And then I started listening to podcasts. I don't care about any of the numbers. I'm just into the nine. But I like it because. What, what's, what's up?
1: All right. But a nine, nine's the peace person, right?
2: Yes. Here's yeah. what I like about the nine all of my bad qualities as a human, I'm starting to realize it's not my fault. It's just the number, right? Because nines are indecisive, um, have problem making decisions. Nines don't want to pick sides. Uh, nines are lazy. And easily distracted and look for things to distract them, um, especially when they have things that they need to be doing. All these things are negatives about my life that I thought was just my own problem. Except, but now I realize it's, it's not my problem. I'm just a victim of my number.
1: Except you're not a
2: peacemaker. No, it's, it's I can understand both sides of an argument.
1: All right. All right. All That's
2: right. what it is. I just choose. To understand both sides of the argument And I use that in negative ways Not in peacemaking <laughs> ways But I could so use the... that to make peace if I
1: wanted to Okay, so you just So you're a peacemaker who can understand both sides So you choose which side you're going to aggravate
2: Yeah, but that's the thing Like, I mean, it, it just happens in politics all the time Where I totally understand kind of the conservative viewpoint And I totally yeah. get kind of the liberal viewpoint Right, and but you argue on
1: whichever side Whoever you're talking to
2: Yeah, and then I, I go back and forth Sometimes I don't even mean to, I just, it just happens um and like I'm like I I don't like all conflict. Right. I'm a little more. Um, if all I right, have sorry. an issue with someone, I don't come right out and say it. Like I, all these things, I, it's all not right. my fault. I'm a nine.
1: All right, I'll figure out my number for next week. Okay, but here's my problem with the enneagram. I, I,
2: I, I'm I love it. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Everyone who's th- all these enneagram people are obsessed with enneagrams. Yes, that's they, they, the whole but way they, what, they talk. What, yes. Why, why are you listening to a podcast of Enneagrams if you already know, oh, I'm a nine, I'm this? And I, what well, are you learning from the podcast besides yeah. how to judge other people? And well, just walk around and go, oh, you're a seven. I bet you lean three. I'm too egocentric uh, to Josh to even do that. I, I skip all episodes except for episodes dealing with nines. So I have no <laughs> idea about any other number. But, but isn't that a one? That's, isn't like a one like a, obsessed on yourself?
2: Um, I, I think one is, like, um, a perfectionist, which is not me at all. Right,
1: right. So, um, I, so, I thought, like, one would be the guy who only listens to himself.
2: Yeah. Because, you know. But, and, no, because I'm still in the self-discovery stage here of of this Enneagrams. Right. So, I don't know. So, I don't, like, I don't, like, I'm sure if I knew what Emily was, like, it would help me in that relationship to deal with her.
1: But know, like, oh, all this point? is her being a three. But. Wait, wait. You're obsessed with Enneagrams. You know you're a nine. You ever don't know what your wife is? No, she's too.
2: Enigmatic I can't I can't
1: figure her Out so she hasn't she Hasn't done the the
2: survey or read the book Or anything she hasn't read the book she Did some online stuff and she got different Results every time The, ah, okay. the, the online surveys I think are Bunk I don't know about the. so, that, I,
1: so how do I find the out? Website is bunk so how Do I find out my number without spending a week Reading a book you got to read the book What's the what's can or, I Audio audiobook
2: audio Book I'm, I'm sure it is I got it somewhere I can tell you the Title I'll text to you but like well, what what I did to start off with is, you know, my my wife's family's really into it. I asked yeah. them, "What what do you think I am?" And there was much heated debate about what my, my my number was.
1: Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, this is like people get passionate about this, and yeah. then and, 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 and enneagram people love to judge enneagram people. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, but and what the, the that's the great thing about it though—they're not judging you. <laughs> They're saying you're not. Oh, he's just a nine. He's just a terrible human because he's just a nine. Like it's not even my plot like they don't right. judge me; they just judge my number, which is great. All right. Um. Let's see. But yeah. But anyway, they suggested right. that I was a nine, so then I started reading up on nines, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's it." All
1: right. All right. So um. All right. So uh, number one is the uh, reformer, idealistic, self-controlled perfectionist. Yeah, I don't think that's you. No. two is the helper, caring, generous, people-pleaser, possessive, mm. achiever, individualistic. An investigator loyalist, enthusiast, challenger and peacemaker are the are the uh yeah but Josh,
2: yeah, but but those would be nothing like I'm a peacemaker, but I'm not a peacemaker that's just that's a misnomer right there, so i don't I don't buy those uh
1: this, can't it's more complicated than that <laughs> okay, all right, it's more complicated than just the title oh what animal are you
2: I don't know the animals they aren't that an I, I mean, I mean, that's because I've never been into I've never been into I mean, are you talking about astrology or something like
1: I've never I have don't know?
2: I've never been into any of these personality things before, but then I just started reading this book. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I thought like what I thought with all these personality things was and we're going to get to the bit. Orioles because I want to talk about Zach Pop in a second. But I thought all these personality things were so like generic that, oh, just because you're egocentric mind, you can make yourself fit into any of these. that's what I always thought. But then I was reading, I was like, crap. No, I'm definitely not one of those people.
1: I'm a nine. All right. All right. I'm with you on you being a nine because I looked up what animal a nine is. A nine is a whale. Whales go with the flow. Whales are chill and peaceful. Whales are in tune with their environment and whales around them. Yeah.
2: Uh, And and a great source, they get blubber.
1: They're, uh. All right. If there's other whales around them, they're totally in tune with them. They're not super speedy and take their time.
2: That sounds about right. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. They embody divine serenity. I, and so I yeah, was, you're a whale nine.
2: I, and I was reading about like I'm doing my d- 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 dissertation and like this is not a nine thing to do. Or this is really ambitious. That'd be some other number. But the only reason I'm doing my dissertation is because my teacher just kind of put me into the program and I never just got out. So I just kind of went <laughs> with it because she told me to take this class. So I took it. And then I never got, I've never gotten out. Like I've had no, I have no big ambitions with my dissertation. It's just like I've just been stuck in this program, so I just kind of go ahead and and do it. (laughs) All right, all
1: right. So So you're nine. Maybe one time we'll transition this at some point, and we'll break down the uh, Enneagrams of the baseball players.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it'd be helpful to know what, especially uh, what Chris Davis is. I bet we could label him and uh, uh, Brandon Hyde and Mike Elias. I think we could put some. Put some numbers on these babies.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, but we need to do a little research. You know what we should do? Um, all right, we'll bring in we'll bring in someone who knows even more about enneagrams. Yes. Who also knows the Orioles, and we'll bring him in in a future episode. We got we got friends that uh, the uh, I'm blanking on the name. Who's the two? Guys? Who's the guys from Not Your Mama's Christian podcast? I don't know that podcast. Yeah, you do. They, they've they've been part of Birdland Radio and stuff in the past. Uh, and I'm blanking on both of them. Two pastors. Uh, yeah, 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 I, I chat yeah, yeah. with them regularly. All right, But anyway, they, like I said, pastors are really into this Enneagram stuff. So we'll bring one of them in to help us break down uh, later in this offseason. But see, I wanted to talk to you about the weather. Because it's getting really hot down here in Florida again, nice and warm. It's supposed to snow After tomorrow. a cold snap. Okay. And that's what I want to talk about. I heard that you guys are getting snow. And I heard you guys are getting snow days even though you go to virtual school. That's, that kids are
2: going to have a snow day Is no, that true? No, we. I have a good laugh about it Because I follow a bunch of teacher Facebook groups And there's been a large push By teachers To have snow days Still, even the virtual school And I'm like, teachers, we don't Right now, we our, people are already Hating on teachers somehow for the virtual thing And now you want to still do snow days? Like, chill out And so, I don't it's not a real thing. Like, we don't have snow days. Though, so, I will say on the Eastern Shore... No, it is a real thing. I've got it right here in front of me. It's not in Queen Anne's County.
1: Not, 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 not in my county. Uh, but other schools might be doing it. All right, Queensland, Queen Anne's doesn't have it, but Calvert, Charles, Frederick, oh, Calvert dude, County, are? Montgomery County, Prince George's County have all announced that they will still have snow days.
2: I don't know. people not want to get out in the first week of June anymore? Come on, people.
1: Well, and that's what I, that was my question, was, like, wouldn't they just ma- let you get out earlier if you didn't use yeah, your snow not, days? We have
2: four built-in snow days. We don't use them. They go to the, uh,
1: yeah, we, we get out four days earlier. All right. But so, all right. So, Queen Anne's hasn't announced anything yet. I'm going to be very ashamed if you guys get, like, four inches of snow and get a, get a snow day that's for a, virtual, virtual school. I'm getting sick of these teachers. Sick of them. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Well, at least your teachers aren't kind of into strike or anything yet. You're not threatening that, right? Like some of the other districts.
2: I, I mean, I don't know what, Josh, I don't know what would happen if we decided to open up tomorrow.
1: I, I don't know. If oh, that's was. true. That's true. That, I mean, I The only reason that. we
2: haven't is because we've been sticking with virtual school. I don't know what would happen if we tried to open up.
1: Well, what's the lockdowns like in Maryland now? Do you I, have, like, restaurants and stuff are all completely shut down now in Maryland, right?
2: I, I think it's still a county to county thing. Um, so I know in Anne Arundel County, they're shut down in Baltimore city. They're shut down. I think in Baltimore County, but I think in Queen Anne's County, you can still go to the restaurant. Right.
1: All right. So maybe, all right. So we can still have our Ravens are in the uh, playoffs party in Queen Anne's County.
2: Yeah. Eastern shore here.
1: We have the Florida of Maryland.
2: Yeah. We have no respect for, for, all right. for government here on the Eastern shore.
1: All right. Well, we will plan that. Um, and, and see how that goes. So, um, anything else besides we, before we get back into Orioles or back into sports? Anything else going on with you up there? No, I mean, I recently had a birthday, and I just, I hate my
2: birthday so much.
1: <laughs> why, why do you hate your birthday?
2: I hate birthdays, Josh. I hate them what? so much. They just make me so angry. I, I just, all day, I just simmer with anger the What are you turn, day. 37? 37. So, right. I'm angry that I'm getting old. So I'm already mad about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then like people text me makes me angry because then I got to respond back. People Facebook me. Oh. Literally, I did not know I was friends with half the people uh, yeah. that Facebook, Facebook messaged me happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Like what yeah. supposed to do with that? Dude, I haven't talked to
1: you in literally 20 years. You know what I did last year? I didn't respond
2: I, I, I anyone like, on but, Facebook. I just liked everything.
1: I, didn't, I don't even think I liked it last year. I just didn't get on Facebook for the day because it is the Facebook. If you're not close friends with it, the Facebook is annoying. It's just so insincere. And I, but it's like, they're
2: trying to be nice, but it's taking me off because it makes me realize how disconnected I am with all these so-called friends that the only time I hear from you is once a year with the happy birthday message. And then I just get angry. Yeah. It
1: it makes me consider defriending people. That's (laughs) That's <laughs> what I, I
2: haven't consider. done it ever in, on Facebook. Like, I need to go through and like clear up my friends list. I do. Yeah,
1: and I've got, I've got, and I've accepted anyone. So if you're a three three six listener and friended me, I accepted you. And I have some three three who wish me happy birthday, and, some and I really appreciate it. <laughs> right, and I, in, I, right, and my birthday's next month, so yeah, <laughs> I'll appreciate it too. I I know it's coming from a good spot, but there's some people who I know who I haven't seen since high school and haven't had a conversation since high school. And they're gonna make a comment on it, and I don't really care. But see, like, and all right, that's uh, why I yeah. text you because I feel like if someone texts me on my birthday, then we're close enough that you have my phone number and it's something special.
2: Yeah, I prefer a text over Facebook message, but but even the the text uh, I gotta respond to it. But I I don't get a ton of text, so it was it was fine. But I, I don't even like feel like. I don't, I don't feel the need like to acknowledge it. Like, let's just, I wish, I literally wish there wasn't a birthday and we could just all move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. But the, but the other thing is, I also, all this is mixed up in feelings of guilt. When people also say happy birthday, who I'm like, crap, I should talk to that person more often. And then I feel guilty for not talking mm-hmm. to this person more often. And that makes me more angry. And so I just I... get angry and angrier. And by the end of the day, I'm just mad until I watch the Ravens crush the Browns. And then I feel happy again.
1: I, I definitely texted a few people today because I saw a picture on Instagram today and made me think of them. Yeah. So then I went to that next level. Yeah, I, I need to do that more. Yeah. Like I don't, and I, it's why I don't post on Facebook a whole lot. I, I posted Christmas lights this weekend because I put a bunch of Christmas oh, lights you, up you on you my house. The videos yeah. to music, so I wanted to show that off. Absolutely. But I don't. Like, really comment that much on people's stuff on Facebook because what I'll do is I'll see, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday, and if I care about that person, I'll send them a text message instead. Yeah. I'm not going to send a Facebook message. I'm going to send a private you-and-me conversation. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I stand with, uh, with Facebook and birthdays. Yeah. but, but, I, but
2: I'm getting birthday. more and more where I have several friends, like, from college, and we message each other quite often on Facebook. Who I don't have their phone numbers. We just communicate on the messenger and Facebook.
1: Yeah, I I got yeah, I've got a few people, I guess like that. Uh, but they're more newer friends down here in uh, where I've made new friends down here in Florida. And like, there's a good amount of them that I don't have their phone numbers. Yeah, like, so I just text through Facebook Messenger.
2: I never exchange phone numbers now with new new people I meet. We just do the messenger on Facebook for the yeah. most part.
1: Yeah, that's a weird one. You're right. I don't know how that works. Because, like, on my softball team down here, I don't know the phone numbers of anyone on the team. We all just message.
2: Yeah, that's like because a lot we're of on a
1: group. school friends like that, yeah. So if I need, like, a ride, if I want to ride to the game or go get together for some practice or something, it's all through Messenger. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know how you make that transition to, hey, uh, can I have your phone number? What is there anything that a phone number does that a Facebook message can't? Um... Yeah, I, guess, I mean, it depends on how active the other person is on Facebook and Facebook Messenger, I guess. Yeah. And yes, you can call and actually speak to someone. Oh
2: yeah, I forgot that's the thing, the whole talking,
1: the talking, uh, the thing. So yeah. I, I bet you can probably do that on Facebook Messenger too. But I like, uh, and I like, um, we'd have to see how many text messages. I don't send a ton of text messages. If I delete my text messages for work then I think most of my text messages are Raven Games with you and Dad. Yeah. Like, I don't send a ton. So, yeah. I guess Facebook Messenger would work fine for all that.
2: I was having people over for a bonfire last Friday, and you know what happened? I I invited some people out. And
1: And you got the (laughs) coronavirus?
2: One person person said yes, and, like, we're in a group text. And the other person just, like, called. He didn't text at all. Just called me. guy my age just called me to
1: talk to me about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, those guys drive me crazy I work like, with a guy like that Do one he text, says, he's a caller, yeah Yeah, yeah, I, I got a guy that wo- uh, I got, Except I got a guy that don't work like that, and it's like Sometimes you just want a yes answer or a no answer Or don't I don't need to speak Just wanted to pass this info to you And I got one guy at work, he's like, yeah, I don't text <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's how this guy is what? I think, he just doesn't text Yeah, yeah, you don't text he's It's like, well, him. do you, right but how am I, But if how we're talking on the lately? phone... This guy's my age. He's 36. Yeah, this guy's a little older than me, but still. Yeah. But yeah, all right, if you're 36 and you're just talking on the phone and you don't text, you're missing, sure, you can hear the tone of my voice and you, can, you won't misread the, te- the tone of a text, but you're not going to get a cool GIF from me Yeah. or a GIF. You got to be on that text thread for that to get the little baby owls running across. And this
2: guy had a lame excuse on why he wasn't coming. And it would have been so easy for just for him to text it, which I thought that was pretty impressive that he called and explained his lame excuse to me instead of just texting it, which I thought a text is the easy way out on that. So I don't, but whatever, like
1: good, 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 good on you for (laughs) for calling with your lame excuse. Exactly. It's, you know what it is? It's, it's the same reason I hate Facebook events because it gives you yes, no, maybe. And everyone that presses a maybe is a no. So why put the maybe button there? Mm. Or the interested button. It should be yes or no.
2: Or maybe what about a probably?
1: You no. think people be more likely to go if they put probably? More than maybe? More than maybe. I think it should be You know what it should be? It should be Cause some people remi- don't know until they can't plan it. Exactly. Change the button Facebook since you listen to this podcast. Yeah. And, Mark Zuckerberg and spy- talking to you about Well, I don't I mean they at least spy on everything we do by now. Yeah. So Facebook here's what you got to do. They'll pick up our code words. Change the maybe button to interested remind me in in a week. Mm. So then in a week it says, "Hey, don't forget Matt's having a party this weekend. Do you want to go?" and you can say yes or no or you can say "remind me when it gets closer to the event," yes or no. And eventually on Saturday, before Saturday night, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Or I'm going to say yes.
2: But it'd be more likely that that message that invite would be for a clay painting session
1: <laughs> or, <laughs> or yeah, something some, yeah some concert or school play yeah type thing right cuz if it's a bonfire on a friday night I'm going to uh, text you right so we can all get covid i'm going to i'm going to say yes
2: bonfires outside spread out are very safe covid friendly uh covid friendly is that the right phrase Covid, Uh, welcome. (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't want to be friendly to Covid. Um, it's yeah, it's uh, safe
1: environments. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Florida way. We do everything outside down here. Yeah, and I haven't gotten Covid yet. Yeah, well, we're running out of days to do stuff outside over here. I know. We might need a few bonfires for that uh, wild card game.
2: Yeah, I can make a pretty big bonfire out here. Um, all right, let's get some Orioles
1: stuff. All right, where do you want to start? You want to start with the fact that the Orioles actually lost someone in the Rule Five draft. Yeah, that was like that was unfortunate. We lost Zach Pop, uh,
2: who was picked by the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks and then immediately traded to the Miami Marlins. Right. So cl- clearly, the Marlins wanted him and worked something out to get him. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh, we 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 did it. Didn't we do it last year with uh, Drew
1: Jackson? I thought we did that. I don't two, know. Two years ago, what you But how's that? All right. So Zach Pop got picked up, and then he got traded. Yeah. Um. To the Marlins. Which what sucks is he has a better chance. Of, the Marlins suck, so there's a better chance of him staying on that roster than the Diamondback roster. So now the Marlins have to keep him, or he comes back to Baltimore. Do the Do the Diamondbacks get a say in that? Also?
2: No. It always goes back to the original team. I mean, from what but I Zach read, Pop
1: was on the bubble, so he. Was gonna, he's an easy guy to hide in your pen. Well, I mean, he was projecting people
2: projected him to be a back end of the bullpen guy, mm-hmm. throw upper 90s. I mean, they thought, I think the Orioles thought he's coming off Tommy John or whatever injury. He didn't pitch at all last year because of COVID while also rehabbing. So, you know, we uh, he wasn't gonna start with the major league team again because he's coming off injury, and I think they would have thought they would just kind of pass through. Um, but he didn't. I think that was a miscalculation. And some people say, "Oh, this is a sign that we have a better farm system." And and I think there's some truth to that because we protected like six guys. But on the other hand, we had two open spots on our forty man that we could have right. put him on the spots, and we picked up mm-hmm. two guys in the rule five. And I would argue Zach Pop is better than the two guys we picked up. So well, I think that's a situation it, of. A miscalculation by Michael Elias, not a better farm system, though I do think our farm system is better.
1: Well, this falls in line with some of the stupid comments that uh, Michael Elias made and uh, Chris Davis made and all about this rebuild and the whole, and Michael Elias coming out and saying, uh, at some point we'll be ready to win more games. It's not now. This is not fun or something like that. So Zach Pop is ready to make his debut in 2021. Mike Elias is not ready for a good pitcher to make his debut in 2021. He would rather have these two young guys where maybe one of them is ready to make his debut in
2: 2023. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, I, I mean, I just think it was a, a miscalculation. I think he won Zach Bob. I mean, the other guy that we lost was Gray Fenter, who I think everybody was just surprised that Gray Fenter was taken and, uh, by the Cubs, and no one expects him to stay on the Cubs all year. But I, I'd be surprised if Zach Pop is returned to us. I think that's a pretty, pretty significant loss. Um, I think this is one of the first really big misses from from Michael Elias. Um, though again, like Michael Elias Wait apologists yeah. have been able to twist this to say this is about the strength of the farm <laughs> system, ignoring the someone... fact that he had multiple opportunities to protect Zach Pop and just chose not to.
1: I saw someone post on Twitter that the Manny Machado trade keeps looking better. And I cannot – I stared at this tweet trying to understand it. How does losing someone that you got in the trade to the Rule 5 draft make the trade better? Right, because you lost that that
2: one out for nothing. For for nothing. Like maybe you traded him for some more assets. Now, the the Dean Kramer looks good, but the Neil Diaz looks worse than when we traded him for. I mean, when we traded him, he was a top 100 prospect. He's no longer a top 100 prospect. And so there's been a little bit of – I mean – the fact that Dean Kramer now looks like the best prospect we got out of the Machado trade is surprising. Um, right. But, I mean, from that perspective, Dean Kramer has, has been better than I think people thought he would
1: be. So from that perspective, the, the deal is better. But I don't, I don't understand what that has to do with Zach Pop. Yeah, I don't either. Do you under, um, did it make any sense to you why Cody Sedlock wasn't taken? Were you surprised to see him exposed and out there? No, Cody Sedlock's
2: a bum it like, right. has been a bum for a while. Uh, two years ago or three years ago, his fastball went from like ninety six to like eighty nine.
1: Yeah, all right, all right. So, so that's it. what's going on with him is.
2: Yeah, it's the last two years ago. I keep on saying last year, but there was no my 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 minor league system last year. Two years ago, he had a big bounce back here. but he wasn't. I don't think on many teams' radar. Though Gray Fenter wasn't supposed to be on teams' radars either. So
1: right. So we grabbed Ricky Ricky Ramirez, a 24 year old from the Twins organization, who hasn't pitched above single A or or high single A. And then I don't think that's
2: his name, but go ahead.
1: I'm reading it right on the page, Ricky Ramirez. Really? From where? The Orioles select right-hander Ricky Ramirez from the Twins organization in the Triple A phase of the Rule Five draft. Oh, okay. it's Triple A phase. Thank there you we very go.
2: much. Oh my gosh, we're talking Major League squad here. You're right. They got a. We lost right. a well, guys did... in the minor side, too.
1: The, the guys right. we got, Josh. It was uh, uh? Yeah, you oh, try get Mark. Mark uh, Not Mark. Mark's try get Mac. Mac. Okay. Max Garoller. Yes. That's the, uh, the Ben McDonald's relative. Nephew to Mr. Ben McDonald. All right. And then we took uh, right-hander Tyler Wells, who I thought we already had in the second round. Yeah, we have uh, Alex Wells. Don't we have? Oh, we have Alex Wells and Tyler someone else. Yeah. You know what's unique about Tyler Wells? He's uh, got a twin brother named Alex Wells.
2: No, the dude is. you know how tall he is? 6'8". eight. Six foot eight. That's a big dude. That's like a, yeah. an NBA center type dude. Six foot eight.
1: All right. Yeah.
2: I mean, but I both, mean that goes back. Yeah, I mean both starting pitchers, both haven't pitched above single A. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Zach Pop, but I was we, we, I was, we will see.
1: I was hoping that we were going to pull out Lachlan Wells out of the draft. That is Alex Wells' brother, who's in the Twins yep. organization. Yeah, yeah. That we talked about a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, um, it's it's. Uh, we have a lot of starting pitchers. We have a lot of like mediocre bullpen arms.
1: <laughs> we got um, we got a lot is, of uh, guys that can throw balls. Yeah, I mean, to to
2: your point, Josh. If Michael lies seriously, like I'm not going all conspiracy theory here, but Zach Pop could have contributed as a back end bullpen arm. These this guys year. are going to get shelled um, yep. if, with if they play. Um, I'm assuming one of them will stay and one of them will go. But if but well,
1: I, I, last I think, year, I think we took shelled. two. Last year we took two and neither stayed, right?
2: Yeah, and the year before that we took two and one stayed.
1: Was that Santander? No, I, that think two, that, I think that was uh,
2: that was Drew Jackson and Richie Martin.
1: All right, all right. So Martin stayed. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So Martin was a Rule Five pick by Elias. Then yes. All right, so we've got this one rule five. Year. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, we keep the streak alive. And the rule five was active, by the way. Some people said it'd be quiet because no off minor leagues last year and the right. of constraints. Uh, rule five was active. I mean, everyone's speaking.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, that was the only kind of exciting part of the virtual winter meetings. Wow. Like there was no, there was no. Um, I don't know. Always the fun parts about the about the winter meetings are like. Scott Boras holding his own press conferences and the got agents fighting in the parking lot and all that other stuff that goes on that you miss out on the virtual meetings.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even heard many rumors about big contracts or big free agents. Um, Yeah. It's been, it's been relatively quiet. Um, I know, you know, it's quiet when I was reading, Oh my gosh, there was a signing. Ken Rodenthal announced a signing and it was for some uh, team in Japan or something. Um, was it was the signing and it was like not a, a, a player from the majors who then went inside in Japan. It was like a Japanese player who resigned right. in Japan I was like, all right. Um, the other big news of the winter meetings. I think kind of in all the winter meetings sucked for the Orioles. You lose that yep. pop and then you had the news about the Aberdeen No, I'm sorry, the, the Frederick, Frederick keys, Frederick keys. Yeah, it was good news for Aberdeen yes. and, uh, as they got a little bump up. Yeah, Josh, do you have any thoughts on lo- the losing Frederick Keys as an Orioles affiliate, and now I guess you're going to be some draft team, um, yeah, I, and Aberdeen takes their spot in the Carolina League.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's a sad change to baseball. It's a weird it's a weird timing to come off a year with no minor league baseball, and minor league teams really struggling to to make it through 2020. And then to have the news that you lose a team and lose, a, lose uh, an affiliate is, is sad for, uh, for that. I know I know all the teams have done this, a bunch of the cut, cut uh, a team out. So it's sad. I really like that stadium. We got to play a few games at the Keys Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the whole shake, shake your keys that they do and Kioti. And I like all, I like everything they have there. I enjoyed taking the girls there. That's where I got when they were our, young. The Dylan Golden Bundy I sent you. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of great things there, um, and that all that all stinks, and I don't like that. Um, I do like that the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp have moved and changed divisions, and they are now with the Marlins, and they are now a Triple A affiliate for the Marlins. Which I'm trying to figure out if that means the Norfolk Tide will come down and play in Jacksonville, Mm, and I'd be excited about that. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on the keys? It sucks. I understand. It's part of baseball. It's part of it's this whole business side of baseball that we never like to talk about. Um, But it's been rumored for a while, and it seems like as soon as the rumors came out, the immediate team was the Frederick Keys. Like there was, I never heard a rumor that the Shorebirds would go away, even though the Shorebirds stadium sucks. Yeah. So it's always been the keys.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Shorebirds right now is closest to, to me, so I would hate to see them go. But I got a chance to visit, two years ago, every minor ex- uh, stadium except for the Aberdeen Ironbirds.
1: What about Norfolk? Oh, or Norfolk, yeah. Norfolk. <laughs> it's a different state. Why I, is Norfolk's Norfolk the one. Nor- I've been to all of them except Norfolk, yeah. I think. But. Based on what we saw last year
2: with Michael Elias and the Bowie Sox I wonder like if Michael Elias had his way, would he be like done with all the my 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 minor league teams? Like would he be just like just give me get, like just give me an, uh a, a facility to train my players. I don't need them to be playing in 115 games every year. Um, so I wonder like I know they're talking Basically. about having another Golf Coast League. Which I consider to be kind of this training facility down in yeah. Sarasota, and so I think Michael Elias is more into training and developing as opposed to playing in games. So I think Michael Elias I, is okay with this. Yeah, I think he'd be okay with even less teams, to be honest. I think it sucks. I, uh, I mean, I mean, we were friends with uh, Jeff Arnold, who I know recently moved to worlds, but was a, a long time with Frederick yep.
1: Keys. Got out just in time.
2: Yeah, like there's a lot of just like uh, great baseball people involved in those minor league teams. You feel bad for them. Um, I, I was, I mean, I would go for, to a few games every year there. Um, went, went and saw, went and saw Manny there. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 unfortunate, but I'm also grateful that we still have the Shorebirds, the Ironbirds. Uh, not in Norfolk, but Boogie. Right, I'm like, right. I'm so grateful for all those other like. It's kind of cool baseball that we have these minor leagues. Teams. Missing one sucks, but personally, it's not going to have a huge impact on my life, or on yeah, the
1: we, team as an organization. Right, and we've had this we've had this conversation before about minor, like you don't see minor leagues in other sports, and to what 2020 really did show was that baseball doesn't need the minor leagues. They just need a place to store extra players, whether it's Sarasota or if it's a stadium in Bowie. They yeah. just need a place for for structure and practice and keep guys ready for the next season. Um,
2: yeah, and and, and, uh, we, and last year, I mean, it's a good example because it was awkward. on well, what do you do with all these minor my, my, my league players? Because they're not playing, they're not working. Essentially, are you get are you obligated to still pay? this army of guys you just have sitting there who are contributing nothing to your team this year. Like it's just kind of awkward. What do you do with the salaries of minor leaguers? And yeah. like salaries, like understandably minor league players want to make more money. Um and yet as a, uh, if you're you know John Angelos or Louis Angelos, you're saying this guy has next to zero chance. He's 25 sure. years old playing in single A has next to zero chance to make it to the majors. I'm supposed to give him more money. Why? Like, as I understand their perspective as well, right? And I don't.
1: This is I would do like he at
2: nine. I understand the minor leagues getting underpaid. And I understand the owner's position because I'm a nine, Josh. <laughs> right, right. Balance
1: that out. And I like how the NFL handles it as you're on the practice squad or you're on the team. And the, there's so many people who have played. A lifetime in the minor leagues and never got that call out of the majors. Yeah. And I don't, there's something to say about football and a guy gets drafted and you either make it or you don't. You're either ready for the big league or you're not. There's no, I'm going to hold on to this guy for six years, hope, and maybe he'll be ready. So that I can then control his, his life for another six years. But that's, that's the, the Caleb Joseph
2: story. Isn't that great? When someone like Caleb Joseph is able to bust in the majors and now has had a nice major league career. And if the minor league system had shrunk before Caleb Joseph, he might have been, there's a good chance he would have already been done and never had this nice major league career and made a lot of money. So Caleb Joseph, Josh, would have been done skis in your, in your version.
1: Right, yeah, that's one good story. And I would say uh, I prefer on the other side. I like the idea of like players like Ben McDonald, who got drafted and then immediately goes to the majors and pitches. Yeah. Or Dylan like, Bundy,
2: who immediately goes to the majors and pitches and then goes in the minors and is gone for 10
1: years with injuries and then <laughs> exactly. comes back. Yeah. Right. That story sucks. Um, and baseball is different, the minor leagues do draw attendance. They do. So, if you, so if you can afford to have these people develop, I understand the purpose and the need. I love the idea of this other league that uh, Aberdeen could be in or uh, Frederick could be involved in where it's like guys who other teams can claim. I like that. I almost feel like baseball should change and, peop- and players are only safe if they're on your like, AAA team. Kind of like uh, the NFL does, where you can pull from other people's practice rosters if they're not on your 53-man. Your I kind of like that idea, and I'd like to see baseball. I'd totally be open for baseball shrinking down the minors or shrinking down some of that pr- protection. So, like, you can't store five second basements because that second baseman I might want over here in Baltimore. And I think that would be an interesting uh, thing to do and give those minor league players more opportunities, because if I play really good, I don't have to wait until Trey Mancini moves out of my way. Right. I ha- Any of the other 29 teams could use a first baseman.
2: Right, and some of that is handled with the minor league phases, the Rule 5 draft. I don't know all the rules for that. Yes, works.
1: but there's still too much protection.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, I think we've talked about before how the MLB the teams own these kids for so many years. Yeah, modern um, slavery, I believe it. is
1: what they call it.
2: Um, yeah, I don't at want least go in that the far. NFL. I do not <laughs> go that far. But but the other thing, Josh, and I don't know how you can, I don't know if this even matters. If it really matters in the long term. But like for popularity, it is true like I am I will take my son Silas to maybe two or three or four oral games a year. I'll take them to twice, triple that at the minors because it's just easier to take kids to minor league games. Yes. And, and I think that's when, like, but that's why? much more family-friendly. That's a way to instill, like, a love of baseball in these kids um, because baseball is yeah. one of the things that you enjoy it more when you go there and see it in person.
1: And the and, players are more accessible.
2: Yes, yes. Um, and it's just there's more activities, so it's like it just feels fun and not boring right. like baseball really is. And so, like, I wonder if, you know, you, you're going to lose some of that stuff as yeah. you lose these minor league teams and lose some of the popularity. Maybe not immediately, but five, ten years as yes. these kids growing up not going to the minor league,
1: league games. I understand that you're never going to see the cowboy monkey rodeo at Camden Yards. You're not. That will always be a minor league thing. At yes.
2: minor leagues, there's no I night that. at Camden Yards. Totally. I mean, sc- there, uh, scrapple, there should be. scrapple Night, Scrapple yeah. Night. Sh-
1: scrapple, Scrapple, bottom Baltimore. There should be. Um, but you will get a, hey, we didn't even talk about promotions. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll, we'll rank some of the promotions for this year. Oh, you know, we, I know you love going through the promotions. Joy. We'll have
2: to bring Bert back for that
1: one, yeah. All right, all right. We'll, yeah, we haven't had Bert in a while. We'll bring him back for that. Um, but, so yes, but I also wonder how you... Market minor leagues in this modern, flashy Fortnite world that all the kids were growing up in, and I know the minor leagues are adjusting to that, and I know they're finding ways to do that, and they're doing a much better job at aiming at those kids and family events than the majors are. The Orioles made a great initiative with the kids watch free thing, and that's great, and I imagine they'll bring that back next year. Um, but you're right; nothing makes it as easy as bringing a kid to a minor league game. There's no pressure. Your kid can run around. Your kid can be on the moon bounce the whole time. It doesn't matter because the baseball game's right there. You can see it from the moon bounce. bounce. And you can watch it from the moon bounce. So it doesn't bother you. Your kid can be a brat. Everyone at the stadium's okay with it because they understand you are getting that kid. The more Silas is around baseball, eventually he'll start paying attention and love it. The game just like you do.
2: Yeah, yeah, it be yards, he's going to want to get him and walk around. But the second you leave the concourse, you can't see a freaking thing that has to happen in the game. Exactly. Um, and not to mention the cost, it's just a lot cheaper to do, take a 10 mile game.
1: Right. So, yeah.
2: yeah. All right. But but again, Frederick is gone, I but I, I still have Delmarva, I, we'll go to, Bowie, we'll go to, Aberdeen, not Norfolk. Right. But I, we still have these other places to go to so it's not like oh that experience is gone now just right. the and Frederick I, experience is gone now if I lived in Frederick I'll be
1: I would be more upset yes if I was in yeah all right there's all right there's I can't I have trouble relating to these Oriole fans because they're not really Oriole fans they're like Bowie Bay Sox fans yeah. Frederick Keys fans
2: yeah, yeah they there's, there, there's a lot of fans like that yeah
1: and they cheer for that minor league team yeah. And they don't really care when Manny Machado go, when Manny Machado goes up to the Orioles, they're cheering for him because he's a Baysock.
2: Yeah. You can't relate and to that? I can't relate to that at well, all. I can no. totally relate to that.
0: Just no, why?
2: Because here are players playing making no money. Like here are the players doing what we always said they should, like playing for the love of the game. Okay. We got a bunch you got twenty five year olds who are Still struggling at buoy, 27 year olds still struggling at buoy for their one shot, making next to nothing, having to work summer jobs or having to work off season jobs to get by. Like, I think there's like baseball, there's some purity to baseball at the minor league level that gets lost
1: at the major league level. Um, Yeah, but I can't watch a player without hoping that he gets to the majors and helps the Orioles. Yeah. Like, yeah, I
2: mean, I'm with you. Like a 28 year old at bat, I'm not, and at single A, I'm not watching that at bat. Like, t- tell me when Rutschman's R- R- up, and I'll, I'll sit down and watch it. All right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Though, I get the appeal of minor leagues, but again, I'm a 9.
1: <laughs> right, right, try to make everyone happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it sucks for the Keys to go away, and for, especially for those guys who have been Keys fans for years. But I understand the business side. Yeah. And I do think there's, I think there's too many minor league teams. I've always said there's too many minor league teams for the Orioles when there's high. A, I don't, I always been confused. Why do we have high a single A, And it's all because they wanted another level of baseball and it's, well, we can't go any lower than a. So I guess we're going to make high a and low a. Yeah. And that it, doesn't, and that doesn't even count the Gulf coast leagues and the uh, international leagues.
2: Yeah. I mean, it seems like what you want is not just games to play, but you want coaching time. And so I think that's why they added the Gulf coast team because they're still like the Orioles are not getting rid of a ton of players. In fact, they're, they're right. going to have their most active international free agent signing period ever. I think according to Mike Elias. And so there's going to be an influx of those type of players this year and next year and for years to come. And so you need some place for those players to go. And I think the golf coast league is a good kind of first stopping point where you can actually do more coaching when you're dealing with a bunch of 18, 19 and 20 year olds. You can do more coaching and less playing of games there, hopefully. I think that that's the plan.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And again, that more focus on coaching, I think we kind of saw it proved out this year.
2: Yeah, I think that's what they want to do. They want to be able to work with pitchers on their spin rates and work with hitters on their, you know, whatever, contact and all that stuff. With their fancy little tools they put at the end of the baseball bat.
1: I, I got, got that fancy. Did I tell you? I told you I bought one of those fancy tools. Yeah. I got it sitting over here charging behind my desk um, to to make my softball <laughs> better because I had a crappy year. Um, <laughs> do we even want to St. touch? I
2: went at to the Gulf Coast League.
1: Oh, I, I definitely check. looked up a uh, friend of the show. Uh, Patrick Jones. I was about to say Alex Jones. That's a different guy. Yeah, he's not a friend of the show. Patrick uh, no, Jones Pat- Patrick Jones. But he is not in Florida right now. He's still in his like training somewhere in the middle of the country. Mm. Um, do we do we even want to cover Chris Davis's Zoom call that upset a bunch of Oriole fans? No, I was
2: actually kind of rambling on just so we could not talk about Chris Davis.
1: All right, because you know what. Chris Davis isn't sorry about his 160 million or whatever, and I'm not sorry either. A deal's a deal. I'm sorry. Move on. I'm sorry. You, you I don't mean, don't
2: I'm care. sorry. I'm you sorry. You don't care that he's single handedly bringing down this franchise? That
1: that makes no difference to you? I, I don't think he is single handedly bringing down this franchise. You don't think he is? No. Okay, that's are you Are you trying to say that if Chris Davis wasn't here? Manny Machado, Manny Machado would still be here and this team would not be rebuilding. Are you blaming the rebuild on Chris Davis? Josh, I'm Is saying... Is that what you're
2: trying to say? I'm saying, first of all, I have a right to boo Chris Davis every time it comes up. And even if Chris Davis hits a home run, I'm going to boo him as he, as, he wind, as he runs around the bases. That contract. But no, at this point, we're rebuilding, so it doesn't really matter. But the dude's got to step aside next year, Josh. I can't. We can't do this for another year. We
1: can do oh, it for yeah. one if more year
2: while we rebuild. <laughs> Next yeah, year we gotta is, move on. This is it. No, this is this is his last chance. This is not his last I don't know what chance has to do with that. <laughs> he's he's as far as chance wise, he's done. He can ride the bench this year if he wants. But after this year, the Orioles gotta we'll cut. See.
1: Him.
2: Like at this we'll see. I do at the lump, Josh, does not change if he's on the bench or if he's sitting at home. The lump for the Orioles, like the cash amount does not change whether he's sitting at home or sitting on on the bench. So why do you insist, if you're the Orioles, on having this guy sit on the bench when you could have him sitting at home and there's no difference in cost? I don't really understand that.
1: Because, because maybe he can help. Because he looked good a, in spring training last year. But there's a better chance Come on, nine? that Renato Nunez can help than what,
2: can this guy help.
1: What type of nine tries to send him at home? Yeah, I don't know because he's a good guy and everybody likes him. He is a good guy. This is Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm listening to Section Three Three Six. And I, now, you, you want to send that guy home? No, I, and I can make an
2: argument, Josh, that he has done more good with the money he was given than the Orioles would have done with if they kept that money. You know what I'm saying? Like as far oh, as totally. giving yes. to charity, giving it away, yes. And give he, he
1: Definitely spent the money better.
2: Like Peter Angelos, I don't know what he would have spent it on but i think it the money went to a better place even going to chris davis cuz he's filtered a lot of his money into these positive causes
1: yeah i um i'm with you
2: but people hate people hate it's just like people hate yeah it's just like uh people especially people with money people hate people with money every time i see like the amazon commercial about there's all these education commercials about like amazon giving money oh, a- to education purposes and I just I, – every time I think about two things, I think about how Amazon has made everyone's life so much better. And then my next thought is how many people hate Jeff Bezos. <laughs> well, and all that, well, right. It's just I know everyone's,
1: everyone's trying to, trying to uh, blame this virus on Trump or China or something. Or Bill Gates. Uh, we ne- yeah, or Bill you know, Gates. No, he gets blamed we for the vaccine to- that has – Right. We need to Olympics. blame it on Bezos because he's the one who's making out like a cash cow in all of this. Yeah. It's because more people are doing Amazon than ever before. Yeah. You, we've got a we've got a Christmas season that everyone's gonna buy everything from the internet.
2: Yeah. You think Bezos has like a team in his lab now coming with up with other devices right. to keep people home from leaving their houses? Part of it is Bezos looks like an evil villain. He does. He does an like evil villain. And he's got the amount of money that all evil villains have. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Well and I like when people post online. Jeff Bezos has enough money to give everyone in America one million dollars and he'll be, and not and not lose more and not lose and still like, be a
2: billionaire or whatever yeah.
1: still be a billionaire but then i do the math and i'm like that's wrong why are people retweeting this it doesn't work that way yeah, you don't you, you you lost a few zeros in your math yeah and then i realized jeff bezos deserves all this money because everyone else on the internet is stupid
2: well forget deserves or not like has bezos made
1: your life better <laughs> like yeah. exactly yes, he has uh huh right so don't be angry at chris davis Think of the joy he brought you when he was hitting those dongs. The, 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 with Adderall, Chris Davis. Yeah. Think of the joy that brought.
2: That's where I was going with that, that, that he is doing a lot of good things with his money. Um, That, 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 that was my connection. But really, like, at this point, it's not its not Chris Davis' fault, because you can talk about how he's a nice guy and all. And it's not his fault that he sucks at baseball, and, right? It's not really his fault. He just it's sucks. Not, it's no. just like it's not my fault that I'm a terrible person. I'm a nine. He's just as bad at baseball, and he got a
1: big contract. And think of all the people that the Orioles have given money to in lower amounts that has sucked even worse. Well, not worse, because he is the
2: worst. But i right, sucked, right. yeah.
1: Yeah. And think about the New York Mets who are still paying Bobby
2: Bonilla. Yeah. And we'll be paying Chris Davis 50 years from now. But, Judge. Yeah. But it's not still not as bad as that Mets deal. Oh, it's worse. Uh, but, but, and I'm okay with it now because we're in rebuilding. So it doesn't really matter.
1: But it's going to matter. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. Who knows? I, I mean, I don't really understand myself. I mean, it's the other thing is it's it's the problem is the Chris Davis move. The whole candle was blown out, and then Peter Angelos comes and works out the deal on his own without Dan Duquette. Yeah, it's like I can't even be upset with that because Chris Davis is not going to say no to 160 million. Right, like the agent did his so job. Who am Chris I Davis supposed to be mad at? The agent did his job. Davis did his job. Davis showed that he was worth the gamble and it failed the agent got as much money there I do not believe that there was someone else arrested I think Scott Boris made that up the Tigers, which is the agent but yeah yeah which is the agent's role and what the agent's supposed to do I can't get mad at anyone at the Orioles organization because they didn't make the deal yeah Peter Angelos made this deal on his own yeah I mean the only person you can be
2: mad at is Chris Davis for being bad and, and uh, also yeah. for not I don't think Chris Davis has made a sincere effort, I
1: agree, to make adjustments when he's had the opportunities to make adjustments. Yes, and that's and that, yes, that's the one that's the negative thing I'll give it to Chris Davis is he apparently does not feel the pressure, and I think that's why people got upset with him at, on this interview is he has not felt the pressure of I need to make sure I'm worth what I'm getting paid. Because all of us have jobs. Well, you're a teacher, so you can do whatever you want and they'll still pay you. But if I don't live up to my price tag, my boss is going to fire me. I, Josh, I've never had tenure, okay? I can be fired at any moment. <laughs> oh, you don't have tenure yet? I never have had tenure in my life. All right. You know? yeah. All right. Well, all right. Same thing. If we don't earn our keep, our boss can fire us. Right. Chris Davis is making more money than we will ever sniff. And it doesn't matter what he does. And somehow, good I would like to think. I wish I wish you gave me a heads up on the enneagram so we could figure out the enneagram of Chris Davis. Yeah, we need to because because I like to think that I am a better person than that. That I would feel bad and that I would be working all off season and I would be calling in. I would be calling in uh, uh, hypnotists and therapists and psychoanalysis people and baseball people and anyone I can to try to figure out what's wrong with me. Yeah,
2: he dietitians. I
1: would be doing it all.
2: But he might be like me. He might be a nine and like a whale, just kind of going along with it, right? But right. But yeah, that's yeah. We need yeah. Um, you know what? I, I wonder think, if if Mike Elias. I bet. I bet you could. If you're uh, if you're a, uh, a general manager of a baseball team, I bet there's a number, a personality number, an enneagram number that you want to have on your team. Especially if you're signing a big contract for him, I don't know if Michael wants to hire me as his enneagram expert to like uh, sort through personality <laughs> types too, right. to say who's worth the money because who will improve and get better even if they're they're they're, they're given a large sum of money. Uh, but Michael Elias, if you're listening, I'm up for that job.
1: Yeah. Now, do you think Chris Davis will have any motivation with pressure of Trey Mancini coming back and uh, Mountcastle and some other first basemen's on this team? Listen. If he didn't have
2: motivation the last year, the year before that, the year before that, I don't see any difference now. Right? Yeah. I don't see any change. Like maybe he'll lift some even more weights. I wish. I wonder if Michael Liza thought about you know you saw what happened to Robinson Cano. He's uh, was suspended for the year because of steroids. Yes. And they don't have to pay him. Right. That's Davis. If you can slip something in, in Davis's drink, where you don't have to pay him for a year. Make him go away
1: uh, Davis this is a great way that you can Get out of it you've already got enough money You get busted for steroids And we'll all say oh we understand That's... He was trying to come back he was Trying he took the steroids because He needed to do something to get back Yeah th- this... and we'll, then we'll all feel Bad for you you'll slip away and We can all move on this is the That's one... way Better than saying here take all your money Back
2: for the first time in history Taking steroids could improve a guy's Reputation <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's a weird one. But but Davis, he, think about it. Consider it. He's always at least I feel like mentioned retirement, except for this offseason. He hasn't even yeah, talked nah. about it. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see. How come they just can't cut 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 a deal, Josh? How come they can't say, okay, okay, Chris, we're gonna keep ten million dollars, okay, of your contract of your billion dollar con- uh, contract. You keep the rest. Just go away. Like, I would think that you could make a deal like that at this point.
1: Yeah, I think it's because Davis isn't ready to give away. But it's embarrassing it
2: for Davis. Doesn't he, he have? Do that? A bun-
1: it's embarrassing for him? Well, I think Davis, All right, if I was Chris Davis, Yeah. and as You're, I am the Chris Davis apologist on the show. Yeah, you've been embarrassing I would say, as a plate. I would say that I came into spring training last year looking really good. The COVID delay and stuff really hurt me because I kept working out, kept working out, and I ended up hurting myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking really good. Basically looking good, yeah. The beard is working for me. The fact that I can rock the beard now and not have to shave right before spring training works. Yeah. I was doing really good, and I got hurt. I really hurt my knee and my hip this past season. That really screwed me. I've been spending this off-season trying to get healthy like everyone else and i'm going to come to spring training and give it one more try because i still enjoy playing baseball.
2: Okay. I'm going to put the over under at 10 starts <laughs> for Chris Davis this year. 10
1: and starts. And you know when it's you know when it's time for um when it's uh, the uh, the uh, bold prediction time, you know when my bold prediction is going to be the same that it's been every couple of years. Yeah, and i'm
2: going to make fun of you every like and i've, I've been good, right every time you've hey, been wrong every time. At
1: at some point though, He's got to be the comeback player of the year.
2: Uh, no, at the or... point, he does not have to be. <laughs> There's no rule saying that Chris Davis has to be the comeback player of the year. Time now for Bold Predictions.
1: You know, I put a new, uh, I put a new button in the soundboard for you, and then it kind of got ruined because the guy got hurt yesterday. But I knew that you were going to like it. Next up, Trace McSorley. Up, trace McSorley. They call me Trace McSorley. I
0: went out to the bar and I woke up in a sorority. I
1: knew you, were, I knew you really liked that song. so I, I loaded love it McSorley. up. I loaded it up when uh, Lamar went down with the COVID. And then uh, Lamar came back and played. So we got no Trace. We got some Trace yesterday. And I, Trace even looked okay back there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and if, out, if, he, if he could he's have he's a wide receiver who
2: could catch the ball, he would be even better. But, yeah, yeah. I, I I love Trace McSorley. I hope he sticks around.
1: Do you like Trace McSorley as a backup, or do you think they should use him more in a little tight end wide receiver position like uh, like the guy in New Orleans? Taysom Hill? Yeah, Taysom Hill.
2: No, McSorley is just a little dweeby guy who, who's not going to be a starter. He's just – I like his
1: personality, so he's a perfect uh, backup. But but wouldn't you like to see some type of trickery or something with Trace? No, you know, somehow we get no, him in the game.
2: No, he's no good. He's a bum. Because uh, I don't feel confident with him as a backup. But that that's the thing though. That's what I want in a backup. If 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 my <laughs> no pressure if, no pressure on the no, starter. If my starting quarterback, if Lamar Jackson is hurt, is like out the season, I want to tank the season, and I just want to be entertained. And Trace McSorley will tank and be entertaining while he tanks. So that's exactly what I want in the back of quarter, quarter,
1: quarterback. Yeah, so you're saying that you don't want to be like the uh, the Cowboys who have a nice, reliable quarterback when their quarterback goes down. Yeah, You want
2: trash back there. Yeah, you want a trash back Yeah, Andy Dalton's going to win them, what, like six or seven games yeah. and cost it, them a top draft pick.
1: Yep, and Alex Smith is doing well at this, and with the Redskins. And uh, Colt McCoy looks better for the Giants when he goes in versus uh, whoever they crowned Daniel as the Jones, next. Yeah. Daniel Jones, there. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, down here in Jacksonville, they're going back to Minshew this week against the Colts.
2: You can't keep track of who the quarterback is for Jacksonville anymore. No, no, they can't. I was watching the day Jacksonville, they had the other guy in. And then at one point, like they shared the stats of Minshew versus the other guy. And you're like, why is the other guy starting when Minshew is healthy? That yeah.
1: made no sense to me. Uh, because they don't see Minshew as the future. But I'm telling you, it's too bad that this game is being played in Baltimore. Because people down here love Minshew. There is Minshew Mania stickers on all the cars. And it's so, I feel so bad. This is like if we all got excited for Kyle Bowler. It's what it is. Is
2: part of you rooting for Minshew to knock off the Ravens? Just because some people go berserk in Jacksonville?
1: People, <laughs> no, no. Um, but, you know, that's a good point. I should try to get together with some friends to watch the game on Sunday. Some guys down here. Yeah,
2: they can bust out their Minshew jerseys. You can yeah, them yeah, wear some Minshew jerseys.
1: jerseys. Yeah, a bunch of guys down here have the big TV in the garage, so we're outside watching the game. Well,
2: well we got a couple of Jaguars <laughs> on our team now, too. Yes. And Campbell and, uh, and
1: um, Joku. Yeah, and I've got – I met a uh, – I wired up a house for a one of the Jags' cornerbacks, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah. But he asked, I saw him a few don't weeks ago. He asked his name anyway. Nah, and I asked him, he saw me a few weeks ago, and he goes, yeah, we got to go to Baltimore uh, right before Christmas. He goes, does it get cold in Baltimore? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, compared to Jacksonville, yes. And now you're calling for snow on Wednesday. So it'll be fun. I hope it continues to stay cold, and all those Jacksonville guys come out and freeze their butts off. On Sunday yep, Should be a fun game it's Yeah, It's weird that the Ravens play on a Sunday Yeah Can't remember the last time
0: we had a Sunday game yeah, This
2: is a weird NFL week where we got Thursday games And Saturday games and
1: Sunday games Oh do Saturday games Start there's, up this week
2: There's like a 4 o'clock and an 8 o'clock game yeah, On Saturday
1: Alright well that's exciting Can't wait Clearly you haven't checking your fantasy roster For when games are played Oh my fantasy roster is all set up as uh, we got three Sorokas in the playoffs this year. Yeah, they just announced today that Christian McCaffrey's doubtful again. That's great news for me. <laughs> what a bum he is. Uh, my team is uh, my team's looking okay going into this. I've been riding Taysom Hill, and I guess Drew Brees is not going to play again this week. Oh, I thought he was so. going to play this week. I don't know. I saw fan- I saw Go that ahead, on uh, my fantasy stats. His projection went from 2 points to 19 points.
2: Oh, I thought this was so. the circled return week for, for Drew Brees, but maybe really that's changed. Hi boys and girls. Yep. Thanks for listening to another edition of Section 336. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes and see some nice stuff. Maybe you can also share your Enneagram number.
1: Hey, and you know uh, Christmas is coming up, so you might want to become a 336er and give us a present of $3.36 a month. It's not much. It's way less than you spend on uh, anything nowadays. So going over to 336er.com or section336.com where you can click on our Patreon, 336er.com. Jump straight to it. And you can uh, sponsor a little boy in Jacksonville and a little boy up in Queen Anne's County with $3.36 a month.
2: Yep, and we're just going to be this lump
1: taking that money. Uh-huh, yeah. Should, the big should lump. We make Right, right. Now, which way do we promote this? Do we go the Chris Davis lump angle or do we go the Compassion Child International poor kid in Africa no, I think like the big lump angle. All right, that's, so if you want to take... <laughs> All right, if you want to help out the long. we're these not going this is like Chris Davis, we're not going anywhere. Nope. What's this? This is three hundred something. I think we're getting close to four hundred episodes. Yeah. So and we've gone
2: long this episode. So I can yep. wrap it up. Follow us on, yeah.
1: on Twitter. So send us a tip.
2: At section three three six is my Twitter handle. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Saroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Oats and Go Ravens. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with
1: Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. This week on
2: RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance.
0: Oh, that new doctor is dropped it gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League-educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different.
1: Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the O.R., Stat.
0: right away no Doctor- no no she's on break i'll handle this one oh you conniving little when
1: your rv really needs saving progressive has you covered
0: see if you could save with a leader in rv insurance progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms this week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra fifteen percent off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now thirty-five to seventy percent off, and twenty-five percent off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com/star rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.